What's going on, fam? This is K.R. Jones of the Off The Strength Podcast, and I am here to tell you to like, listen, subscribe, and if you're feeling freaky, visit offthestrength.com. That's where you can go and get more information on us. That's where we can link, we can build, we can connect, and let's make this thing work. First and foremost, I'm going to say, if you are fearing death, then you are not living. To live in fear is to not live a life itself, for one. For two, I like to flip it, right? I don't fear death. I feel like I work out to make it harder to kill me, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm moving in the toy unit off. Send them in the backseat with a backy. I don't do cigars. Particles and you were lost inside of my new cruising dodge. Pounds and dudes get through across from miles and all I do is pause to get a drink. What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome back to yet another episode of Off the Strength, where we're giving you the inside look into all things wellness culture. I'm a trainer called Tony, and of course, with me, I have a gentleman of extraordinary league. K.R. Jones is in the building. That's right, folks. We are back. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all type from near and far, you are now in store for a treat because it's the return of the variety show. That's when we give you our best foot forward. So hopefully you take your best foot forward. You do that two step, that tango, whatever it is you need to do to make it on through the week with the best. I said the best goddamn wellness show available. I must be the greatest. I took up the world. I took up the world. What's going on, brother? Yeah, yeah. Yo, man, I am feeling good. I'm feeling a little sore. Mm. As I was alluding to in our conversation before the mic, I was playing ball a little bit. A little preamble. Why don't you give the people a little bit of preamble, my friend? Yeah, man, I was playing ball in Brooklyn, and, uh, you know, the, the smaller guys always got something to prove <laughs> to themselves. So I had to get him out the box real quick and show him what was up. But other than that, the week was good, man. I, I got a shout. You out, you know what I'm saying? Moi? You, for being the brother that you are and setting up a, a lovely bike shoot that you had. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? And bringing an idea to real life. There's no other man that executed better than you. So I appreciate you for that moment. Man. My man, thank you, brother. I really do appreciate, one, that you got a chance to be a part of that, and two, that we got a chance to get that off, man. You know, it's a sign of determination, a sign of just trying to do something that is somewhat significant and recovering the bike year that I've had in plan and had in motion, my man. But shout out to the nice Canadians. I got to shout out everybody over at the Lulu City Point, whole staff over there. You know, I'm a Brooklyn ambassador. They got me on a nice placement on the wall. You on the wall. It looks good on you, boy. As a philanthropist. I'm trying to tell you, man, I'm out here doing the work of the community. And especially when we get chances to bring people together from all these different bike groups and show that you know what camaraderie is going to be something that we want to spread going forward the ideas of collaboration is something that we want to spread going forward and you know what like my man over here across from me is dipped right now we got to tell them that when we show up and when we put our efforts together we do it in a different way now folks i have to let you know this man kr jones has a fifth degree level black belt in thrifting and shopping and this man has picked out outfits that were not in the store and has somehow acquired a bag that everyone on the set was upset about. <laughs> and then also had the accessories to go with it, my friend. I think you checked every box. You understood the assignment. And I say thank you, my brother, for doing what you did and putting all the pressure back on me for people being mad about your outfit compared to everybody else's. <laughs> Look, man, I came to play. As you said, I, I understood the assignment. And when it's time to get dressed, 
you know where to find me. <laughs> Speaking of, about knowing where to find you, my man, I'm excited to be back on the block of the rock over here, Brother Jones. You know what I'm talking about, man? Yeah, yeah. We're back over here at Newsstand Studios, man, right inside the belly of Rock Center today, my you friend. You know what I saw for the first time today? <laughs> Actually, that? two firsts. What was that? First thing I saw was the, the claws, the exhibit, the pink thing. Okay, I, yeah. I don't know what the name of it is. I you know, know, we grabbed it for a uh, cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, oh, there it is. Cool. I came down, and then I saw the Christmas tree getting set up look at that i have never seen a christmas tree at rockefeller center in real life like i'm only seeing uh home alone or like <laughs> on the news like i've never seen it in real life that shit is crazy joe we're gonna have to bring kyle back when they actually light it up after the whole ceremony and you know the hordes of people from all over the world fan down onto here you will have much to look at then my friend i'm gonna come get my carol on there we go <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how you pulling up? Yeah, man, it was a white Christmas. I'm not even mad. <laughs> get your carols off. You're going to get all that stuff. You know what? I'm going to have to move this forward, man. I want to get into some of the other things that I wanted to shout out coming into this week. So we already shouted out everybody that came through for the Lulu side and everybody that tagged up with us would push the pace over there. Kyle, I also got to shout out Night Riders pop-up market that happened over the weekend, man, that you got a chance to participate in. Can you give the people a little bit about that? Oh, man, the vibe was amazing. You had young entrepreneurs out there, some young women entrepreneurs that had some tie-dye on. I seen some outerwear. Oakley pulled up. They had some shades out. You had triple m bike service you come get your bike service and then you had me okay i had, I was out there with my little yoga mat some foam rollers giving people the deep science on what to do and what not to do all the above and you gotta shout out the night riders for providing that space and we have free that was there on the ones and twos we mm-hmm. had karen that was there who we also had on mm-hmm. the episode we had the rest of the night riders that were also <laughs> on episodes so it was a family affair winston was there absolutely flex was on the episode we just Going down the line of our community, Laura <laughs> was, was <not> there. <laughs> she was not in spirit, <laughs> but she was around for that episode. So yeah. all, all the love, you know. The whole crew pulled up, man. We were able to dodge a couple of them raindrops for a little bit, and then got a chance to break some bread. So I'm always happy about stuff like that, man. Can't wait to get up with the community, Kyle. Now speaking of community, I got one last shout out. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go so my man, Wild Soul Workouts on IG. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He's been following us for a minute. Right, he's been a off the stream stand for a while. So I gotta shout this brother out because he's doing a turkey trot run for Thanksgiving. Okay. So this turkey trot run is happening Thanksgiving morning, of course, on the twenty sixth. Okay. It's from nine to two thirty. We're gonna post this up on the show notes, but it's to bring awareness to diabetes and you can donate directly to American Diabetes Association and you can just help with the overall programming to getting this turkey trot in so that you can get a little fitness in before you get your eating in. Now this is taking place in the DMV area. So it's gonna be in Maryland. So Obviously, this is not for the New York listeners, but for my folks that are in the DMV. Come on, we got the Baltimore people out here. You got to tap in and get your turkey tribe run in before. So shout out to my man, Wild Soul Workouts, for being a fan and helping the actual community move. Wild Soul Workouts. Salute this man. Appreciate everything about that, Brother Jones. We out here really trying to do the work of the community, man. I like what you did. I like what Wild Soul is doing. You know, we talking about healing the world. Make it a better place kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, for you, for me, and the entire human race. You see where I'm trying to go with this situation, man? There are people dying, Kyle. Listen, I believe the children of the future. <laughs> <laughs> we going to make the world a better place for you 
And for me, and that's the exact sentiment that's going to lead us into this week's Ask the Professionals. In case you don't know. <laughs> All right. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Went on a little bit of a tangent there. But Kyle, it is that same sentiment is what I want to come in for this level of questioning this week, my friends. So it is around workout motivation. And my question to you, brother, is can there be a better way? So, you know, as I peruse these fitness streets, my friends, sometimes things catch my attention. So when I was looking at an article for Fit Tech magazine and I saw something about the motivating factors for people to exercise. And apparently the greatest motivating factor for people to exercise, Kyle, is their fear of death. Just want to pause and let that sit for a second. The greatest reason for you to move, they go on to detail based off of all the data trackers that are coming on. When people remind you of your mortality, you are reminded to move more frequently and you tend to do more activity. But that seems a bit ominous, Brother Jones. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So my question to you, my friend, okay, is can there be a better way to motivate the masses? And if so, I have to turn to the official spiritual advisor to say, please lead the flock, sir. First and foremost, I'm going to say, if you are fearing death, then you are not living, mm. right? To, to live in fear is to not live a life itself, for one. For two, I like to flip it, right? I don't fear death. I feel like I work out to make it harder to kill me. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if... If the government, the world inserts <laughs> anything that's trying to kill me, you're going to have to work to do it. Okay. It's not going to be an easy task. So I like to be well versed in, you know, the full body karate. I like it. Just so that in the event of danger, whatever. You are ready. I'm putting up a fight. And somebody <laughs> coming with me, I ain't going alone. Okay. So that's, that's an easy flip right there. Don't, I like it. Don't fear death. Make it harder to kill you. Okay, I see where you're going. Don't whip the... You know what? That's a whole separate kind of conversation. But I appreciate where you was going with that, Kyle. I see it. I see it right here, man. I like how you're taking charge and working that in the right direction. You know, for me, on my end, Brother Jones, I have the obligation conversation coming back up to us. And, you know, if you have the opportunity, therefore you have the obligation to move. And I am now starting to gain that opportunity. So I now feel more obligated to do so. Now, I don't tell you that I fear death, but I want to celebrate that life of movement because that does mean a lot to me, Brother Jones. The unexamined life is not worth living. See, I told you, we out here pontificating on them today. There you go. We can only do this from the block of the rock. This is where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. It's the energy inside the building. We get closer to Radio City, folks. We start to feel the urge to step on center stage. Please. From the ground up. You know what I'm saying. In the cellar. There's a tenor in the cellar. It's vibrato. It just resonates with you. Something about the intimacy of the room over here at New Stand Studios will bring this type of emotion out of you. This is what I'm trying to tell people out here. You got it. And on that note, my friend, we're going to move out of this Ask the Professionals and we're going to move forward with that same thought about having a better way and a better day. We're going to go right into the good. Then we're going to talk about a little bit of bad. And then ultimately, we have to finish on some ugly Kyle. That's right. It's time for that rip from the headlines, brother. Okay. We're going to start off with this in a fairly decent position. And I'm going to be ringing a couple of bells that I want my people out there to understand that these are messages that are finally coming home to roost again. So, Kyle, I saw an article from Well and Good that digital brands are now starting to embrace the hybrid model all across the board. And the word 
omni-channel started coming up inside of some of these articles. Now, Brother Jones, if I said the word omni-channel, that make any sense to you right off the top? I would say probably different communication platforms. You know, if it's Omni, it's multiple spaces. If it's a channel, it's probably somewhere with communication. You are correct, sir. So they go on to detail that in March of 2020, a lot of fitness brands ended up closing, much like one that I had. So I was like many a small business owner. But people that survived, like Barry's, like Orange Theory, like Atkins Army, started to move into this omni-channel approach. And this omni-channel apparently is here to stay. So I want to let everybody know that it's just a fancy way of talking about blending the digital environment with your physical environment. Now, Brother Jones, I know that you know that this is the kind of thing that I was dabbling into very early on in my career path. So I am putting this in the good because I like to see that pre-pandemic predictions, that's, that's a tongue twister right there, pre-pandemic predictions are coming to full fruition. So I'm going to put that in good, Jones. That sounds like a good thing. I want to say would Omnichannel be more along the lines of you can tune into this space and you can get berries, you can get Atkins, you can get all these other classes in one space? Well, you're talking about now consolidation, my friend. I like where your brain is going because this is something that will happen as a result of the Omnichannel. Now, people, Kyle, you might be leading the the story a little bit but i appreciate your smart wit he's there this guy's like a whip over on this side hey man i'm just trying to figure it out he could see the correlation coming down the line so when somebody like a facebook makes an announcement about the uh, meta you mean meta metaverse exactly okay when they're talking about the metaverse i want you to take that word metaverse and omni-channel and put them right in the same conversation cop because they're talking about a lot of different things that are kind of getting put underneath these big umbrella terms. So you have to do your dilly-dally and make sure you parse through some of this information. So in seemingly unrelated, Kyle, I had to move into the bad this week and I saw, well, maybe this is bad, maybe this is good, but I'm watching fitness prices drop all over the UK by about 30% as a trend, my friend. So... I'm looking here and I'm seeing all of the major spaces that are still open. And remember, looking across the pond to know what's happening in the future over on this side. This is how I inform, you know, my my two-step, my tango. This is how I get through it, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I see this and I see that there's a 30% drop on joining on fees that uh, typically gyms would charge you, I have to look at this and say, now, is there a correlation between the first story and the second story, Brother Jones? I mean, I think that's a... A hard through line for the for the lay person, but I, I'm sure you're going to paint this picture for us. Just lay it up for us. You know, it's right there at the rim. Well, if I had to get you to buy more things and the brick and mortar is just but one arm of the things that I'm trying to buy, it would make sense that I'd have to restructure what this brick and mortar business is. This is what they call low price, high value systems are starting to proliferate. Now, Brother Jones, I'm going to spare the people the details again because I don't want to lose the listeners out there. We're going to move forward. And now we got to get into the ugly. Now, Faithful listeners of the show will remember we had a little bit of a report on exponential fitness. You remember that space? Barely, vaguely. That's a space that bought up a thousand different locations. Last week we talked about that. That was right in the last week's episode. (laughs) So hopefully people are paying attention out there because the news comes in hot. So now when I saw that exponential fitness signed an in-club content deal with LA Fitness, my friend, I will remind you that if you think that you're still in the fitness industry, and you don't believe that you are now in the tech industry, that is but one through line in this cross-pollination. So I saw another content company, Kyle, Les Mills, just announced that they're opening up their boutique 
fitness center. So Les Mills only used to make content. Now they're getting into the boutique space and they're doing a complete omni-channel gym. Hmm, curious about that one because I also saw that Facebook is embracing the metaverse. And one of the things that they're coming out with is a tactile robot, a robot that actually has sensors to be able to touch and feel and move in a different way. Now, as a movement practitioner, this is an interesting thing. This is a bit curious, Kyle. I have to look at all these spaces and see these different companies coming together right around this whole wellness thing that seems to be a $4.2 trillion industry. And I got to ask you, how on earth could you ever win when you're not even in the same league as some of these other people, Kyle? And this is why I got to ask this on the good, the bad, and most certainly the ugly this week, because these things are moving fast and it's ripped from the headlines, my man. And this is for the hoods, the crab, the junkies, yeah. we're showing you the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly, we're showing you the good, the bad, the ugly, big said get your money, ain't no telling they gon' love me, we're showing you the good, the bad, the ugly, when your money get funny, and them days ain't sunny, we're showing you the good, I don't know if the listeners caught all that you just laid out. Somehow, somewhere, you have managed to give the good, the bad, and the ugly all in the same breath. You better believe it. <laughs> of previous statements of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and tied it all in the one. That's my thesis statement, Kyle. <laughs> it's my opus die. I'm trying to tell people out here. Now, I've been in fitness and tech for a long time, but people are still not listening to what I'm actually saying. So I'm trying to get better at my translation, and hopefully I can raise the level of awareness to the things that I'm trying to sound the alarm to, Brother Jones. You feel me? Listen, we're we going to have to give you the Investigative Journalism Award <laughs> of the year. <laughs> for the, the periodicals that you visited to, to find these stories, to feed the people that don't even know that they are lost. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, man, that was ugly. This is why I read Jezebel Weekly. <laughs> Let's get right back to it. <laughs> We're going to slide past Jezebel once again. I told you to leave that place alone. We, we ain't going there. And we're going we to let that just, just float, just See that? See how it floated away? Wasn't now, born with a silver spoon, Kyle. I gotta keep bringing it back. Miss Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all types from near and far, you are now in store to raise the bar. Now, brother man, mm-hmm. I started off telling you how I played basketball. Yes. I don't think the listeners know, like, I really hoop. Like, it ain't even the game. Like, if you want these buckets, you can get these buckets. Like, Respect. I, I live and breathe this basketball life, right? So I say that to say that I was going in my mind and I was thinking, I was pontificating on the game, if you will, this, mm-hmm. this game of life that we in. Okay. And of course, it's mirroring basketball and life. They always go hand in hand with me. So I was thinking about the stat line, Tony. Hmm. Now, when I say the stat line, what comes to mind for you? You're talking about the rebounds. My mm-hmm. assists, mm-hmm. my points, okay, you know stuff like that. And that nature is that cool? That is precisely what I'm talking about. Oh you on, you on point tip? I was on all the time, <laughs> Kyle. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> now, if we're talking about the stat line for the people that don't follow basketball, I'm gonna break it down for you like this. Like brother Tony said, you have your points, you got your assists, you got your rebounds, and I'm gonna throw steals in there in case you I want like a it. rebound, in case you might be a guard or a smaller person. Shout out to Tony Allen. So for your stat line. You get what we call a triple-double. If you get 10 or more in a certain category, if I got 10 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, I got a triple-double. Russell Westbrook was famous for because he was the one that was doing it the most after Oscar Robinson. We can get into how that happened, but I don't even want to take you down there. What I want to take you down is the point score, Tony. Now, when I talk about the point score, 
What do you think of that ass? That is the path to victory. For me, I would say, can you create your own bucket? Mm. Are you dependent on someone else to set you up so that you can get your shot off? Can you score anywhere on the court? Or are you dependent on scoring in your comfort zone? Right? Those are the points that matter. When you're thinking about ball, Kobe can score anywhere on the court. Right? Steph Curry can score anywhere on the court. It's not about getting comfortable in this one space like a, a P.J. Tucker. He only going to shoot in the corner. He going to stay there. He going to post. He going to wait on the ball for his shot. He just needs somebody to pass it to him. Your role players. Role players, right? Where are you in the scoring category? Can you create for yourself or do you need somebody else to create for you? If we talking about assist, Tom, what you think about assist? Man, you got to set up the next player. That's the way teamwork works. Bingo. How many people have you put on, right? How many times have you had to rock passed it off to somebody else because they was a little hot or they needed to heat up yeah. or you just ain't need to shoot it because you're drawing too much attention oh man i got too many people let me get this ball out yeah right now you making that pass a good pass is it an underhand pass is it a i'm past this because i don't really want it or do you really genuinely want somebody else to win you're talking about rebounds tone what comes to mind when you think about rebounds? Ooh, saving something from going wrong. <laughs> How many times have you went out of your way to get the bag, to get the ball, right? How many times have you bounced back mm. after a loss? How long did it take you to get out of that shooting slump? When did you rebound and get back on your J.O.? Let's go. I don't think too many people did that. Now, if you're not a rebounder like myself, you might have to skip that category and get into your uh, you know, your steals categories. Now, Brother Tone, when you talk about steals, what comes to mind? Man, you got to get up and get the bacon, man. I take it sometimes. How many times have you created an opportunity that wasn't seen? Mm. How many times did you make it happen when nobody else saw it? Right? How many times did you anticipate somebody else's movements and beat them to the punch? That's a steal. Woo. That's how you get to the game of life in basketball. See how that you see the correlation right there, brother? I see what you laced up for him, man. See how I'm laying it out for them to play it out? Hopefully. I see the X's and O's, and hopefully they can follow to and fro, my man. See what you did there. Come on now. Now, brother Tone, I, I know your your hoop stats. <laughs> He's one over Jones. I know yes. you, I know you, I know your history, <laughs> you know, but uh I know we, we talk about this from time to time. Can you give me a a quick breakdown of the game in your eyes from how I just laid it out? Man, you're playing for the win, like I said, in every every category and every component. Now, I am not a passionate basketball player, nor would I ever claim to be. But, you know, ever since we had a uh, shout out to the brother Ja and shout out to the beautiful depiction that you two uh, came together and that correlation between being a point guard and leadership. Ever since you guys had that, I had, you know, something revealed to my eyes. It was kind of like, yeah, I could see how these things transition from Here's one life skill, and this could set me up quite literally for the rest of my life. If I learn lessons and if I know to look at the signs and see where they actually have those correlations. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. And and that's what I aim to tell, right? That's the story that I want to paint for people is that, yeah, who, yeah, I talk trash. But at the end of the day, it's because it's a purpose and it fuels something in me to cure that curiosity in other things, right? How can I take what it is that I love that could be deemed as a hobby, but take those skills and let them translate into my day-to-day -day life. And what does that really look like? Mm. And in my mind, ball is life. 
knowledge. And that's where the knowledge is if you allow it to be. If you don't, a lot of times, you know, people don't have the IQ for it. Basketball is 90% thinking, 10% physical. Wow. And I think a lot of people got that backwards, you know, and just hooping like I was the other day. I wasn't exerting myself too much. I was doing just enough to make sure that I was effective. I was affecting the game in places that weren't on the stat line. You know what I'm saying? Like when I get a tip and it's turned in and it turns into a steal for my player on the team, like that's a turnover that they had. Like I don't get no stat for that, but I did it when I'm blocking shots. I mean, you know, I get, get a stat. stat. <laughs> I get a stat for a block shot. You know what I'm saying? But setting screens. I set multiple screens to let my other teammates score. Advance. It wasn't about me. It's about getting somebody else open, getting the next opportunity. Now, eventually I'm going to get into, you know, the 2-3 zone or, you know, something, oh. something to break down the, the, the monotony of this jargon that I'm giving you and how it translates. But right now, I just wanted to give you that a little bit because I'm fresh off of playing ball yesterday. I'm sore like I got hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> I need my recovery tools you know that undnyc.com make sure you shop now. there there you go boom good boom, plug boom. good plug yeah yeah he just did a screen and an assist to himself now that is third dimension when <laughs> you lay it up <laughs> just like that tone i love it after that man i i feel like you can only go one place can i pause you for a second before we get to that place oh man lay it on me because i just want to understand a couple of things that came up for me if i could reflect those back let's do it what's up so you know you're getting everybody ready for this game of life and i see the correlation for me selfishly i see this transition into getting into these more professional spaces okay and i want to know if there is any situations where the keeping it real can go wrong right now my man so most definitely you brought up a couple of different pieces inside this game that i think i can make easy transitions to you know the assist part that makes sense you know if i make it into a door i want to keep the door open so other people can get through okay i understand what that is i understand what it means to take my own shot you know especially if the clock is running down got to take that shot pressures on who's not going to crack this is why they pay you the big bucks in the nba right yeah yeah so when can I bring the trash talk into the boardroom is my first question to you, brother. And I want to understand. And when I do it, you know, what's the appropriate way <laughs> to make sure that I maintain? Listen, <laughs> the level of integrity that I need to maintain. Trash talk is very necessary, <laughs> especially on a corporate level, as you say. <laughs> and uh, I think the best way to do it is that email. Man, okay. And I have I have. Hurt some people' feelings in the email. Okay, just off pure verbiage, like not even <laughs> I didn't say anything, no curse words, no nothing. But the the furthermores, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. And per my last email, oh man, tangentially, <laughs> as a result of that's a screen right there. <laughs> it, it really comes into the the detail in in the email, you know, because then you assert your dominance via email. There and we I, go. I didn't have plenty of emails where i was like you know what they they, they don't know who they're talking to man i'm i'm here for the support of full corporate thuggery kyle you corporate thuggery.com you know what i mean <laughs> now make sure you get your dictionary out make sure you get your thesaurus out because you don't want to say any old word this is where you bring out that thousand dollar word yeah where, where they like oh man i gotta look this up i don't even know what 
you know, this guy is wild. You know, this guy's loquacious. I like it. <laughs> I like where he came in. See, this is what the appreciation was for. Now, I believe we were moving into a period of relaxation, Kyle. Am I correct? Of course. After you send that spicy email. You got to send out. Make sure you proofread before you hit send because you don't want to give them zest and you'll be spelled wrong well, inside there. Pro tip, you got to write two emails, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to write the first one to get all the spiciness out. Yeah. And then you got the refined one. Then you got to refine it just got a it. little bit because you ain't trying to lose a job. You can't. You know can't. what I'm saying? And if you want to really play chess, not checkers, you got to set it up so that you don't got to send no more emails. I want to send you one yeah <laughs> and be done see now we're getting into the you logic get more than three emails call me <laughs> this is not effective communication now not effective at that point <laughs> so then once you do all that you gotta relax responsibly of course absolutely and man uh how did i relax responsibly i would say we alluded to this earlier but i feel like we've been spending a lot more time with the bike gang man for sure and i'm happy for that so from getting up with karen and his birthday shout out to him go back and listen to the Ken metals episode if you haven't absolutely you know that the night riders pop up that we talked about man really just getting the, the bike community together the 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 lululemon bike shoot that we did like I, i've seen the same people three different times in a week and i love it every time man you know again kyle I, I only it makes my heart happy to be able to go back and actually do some of these things that i've been telling people for a long time hey if you just give me a little bit of daylight on this run i got a team that's going to run this all the way forward so hopefully they pay attention hopefully they listen i know they definitely were curious about the content that was captured over there you know that's another proprietary tip inside there you know if I don't have to ask for permission, you can't tell me no. <laughs> Precisely. That's what we're coming in for, man. And you know what? I took that level of energy and I took that into my relaxation, man. Because, Kyle, I don't know if you noticed, but I didn't come in with all my hardware today, Brother Jones. No, nah, you came in with two shoes. On. I came in with two shoes and I have decreased my bracing. I don't know if you're the best dressed man on crutches anymore. I cannot be the best. I will give back my crown. I will retire as the best dressed man on crutches. Because you ain't on crutches no more. For right now. You know, unfortunately, I'm going to be back on them on Thursday. <laughs> then talking I can, right now, I can take Tom. my crown back. Then, then you can grab it back. <laughs> but I've been enjoying some boot-free time, my friend. And I really have been trying to take a little bit more pride in being able to walk without this boot on you know so by no means am i in the full recovery space i still have another surgery as i alluded to this week but i appreciate the opportunity to be able to move fairly uninhibited and i try to gradually increase that ability slightly every day so i take steps kyle and these steps do hurt but as i take these steps i am reminded of that same sentiment that we started off the podcast with if i have the opportunity i have the obligation so now with every step, I'm trying to regain that strength that I had to walk without this pain. And I'm trying to take this forward. And one of the missions that I'm trying to do as I'm trying to relax, man, I'm trying to find a way to make art happen every day. I really am starting to think that, you know, that artist mind and that artistic lens that I, whatever you want to call it, you need to put some reps in over there too, man. So I don't care how broad or how small, how, you know, intricate or how ornate it needs to be. I'm trying to find a way to uniquely express my art every single day, Brother Jones. That's how I'm relaxed and responsible. I hope you are also taking this time to uniquely express your other endeavors without this boot on your foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's for a different show. <laughs> We're going to put that one on pause. That's, that's for the after dark show. Hey, listen, you Off know. straight hey, after dark. <laughs> The night nurse applications are still going. You know, out. we're still we're still taking in, we're still taking in responses. We got to make sure 
we process all this information accordingly. <laughs> Understood. Nah, I appreciate that, man. And, and truly, the artist's mind is something that I've been tapping into lately. And just thinking about the overall execution of what is it that you want, you know? And uh, not only that, but the story that you want to tell. Right. What what is the takeaway? I was I was watching something earlier today and the guy was like, everything you're doing is you're building a chair. That's what art is. Just, you want somebody to come sit down. Now, how comfortable is your chair? You know, how, how long is somebody going to stay there? Is it a poorly made? You got a folding chair. You got something <laughs> still. You got a park bench. Like, what are you creating to keep somebody there and to keep them in thought? Mm. Right. And, and I can only appreciate you continuously exploring that, brother. Man, I appreciate that. And I just got a shout out on the sentiment of chair. Shout out to brother Kurt Work because he did call after hearing that last episode and wanted to know what type of chair I was going to be getting you, brother Jones. So he did, too, need to see the workout chair <laughs> that we're going to be getting for Kyle for Christmas in his stocking stuffer. That might be your last gift because <laughs> it just just might turn violent afterwards. So I hope that you are hopeful for something, Tom. What are you hopeful for, man? Man, I'm hopeful that my gift giving during this season is received the right way. That's the first priority. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I step out of that, <laughs> I'm hopeful, honestly, this week that everything goes well on the surgical front, you know, and I'm hopeful to really see that the sentiment of collaboration continues well past this quarter and deep into the next year and therefore beyond, my friend, because I can't wait to do dope shit with my dope ass friends. It's beautiful. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just be careful with that gift giving, man. Some, yeah. <laughs> some folks... <laughs> Don't always go over well, you know. You too can get the relaxation know, that know you need. Know your clientele. Know who you know who you gift, <laughs> right? I would say that I am hopeful. To first, before I even say I'm hopeful, uh, again, wishing you a healthy recovery. Appreciate it with this surgery and not a speedy recovery. Being intentional with that, but I am hopeful that I can have a smooth transition back into the workforce because okay. it has been a long time, and you know I have that whole uh, authority complex. You know, I am I am my own person. So the whole following rules, I, I don't follow rules, Tom. Rules follow me, you know. And with that being said, I'm just hopeful that I have a nice, smooth transition. You know, I'm actually going to be up here, uptown a little bit. You're going to be close to the block of the rock? I'm going to be close to the block of the rock. So if you're in town, ladies and gentlemen, I think you need to visit Newsstand Studios. Or you can follow them on IG at Rockefeller Center or you can follow them on Twitter at Rockefeller Center but because we are in Newsstand Studios I mm -hmm. think it's it's a perfect place for me to pass by and get a little inspiration before I go into this workforce because I might just have to slap somebody come on man you gotta show them what they can have if they never settle corporate thuggery coming back inside here strongly worded emails what they can have <laughs> I like it make sure the subject gets you too put it in all caps <laughs> Want my subject to be something to knock your socks off. Oh my oh, what is it's the first line? What is that? And just put a little dot dot dot. So they know when they, when they open this, it's gonna be a slap in the face. This is when it turns up. This is how we take it. This is how you elevate your whole situation. That is, that's how you play the game of life. I like it. Strongly worded emails. Brother Jones, I don't know what how else to put that. We're coming into this week and we're asserting our dominance. Hopefully everybody out there can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Once again, it's been another fantastic episode off the strength. I'm trying to call Tony. I am KR Jones. Peace and much love to everybody out there. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Peace. What's good, everybody? I'm a trainer called Tony, and I am here from 
infamous Off The Strength Podcast asking you today, listeners, viewers, wherever you may be, to please like, listen, and subscribe to our podcast. This is how we're going to continue to be able to deliver you the best goddamn wellness information out here. So if you want to keep hearing this, you want us to keep growing, you are a part of this show just as much as anything else. So please go to OffTheStrength.com, make sure you check out our blogs. Make sure you check us out on IG, and if you're hearing this voice and you didn't hit that subscribe button, know that Kyle is going to come looking for you. <laughs> you got that.